Brought to you by Dubois Productions. Hello and welcome back to N.O. and J.B. Sports Pedigree. We are back to provide insight on a wide variety of sports topics from NBA hoops to UEFA Champions League soccer, NFL, Major League Baseball, all across the board, anywhere in between. Our goal is not only to give you some perspective and some real honest opinion, but we're going to have some fun while we do it. And we certainly hope you have fun right along with us. So don't want to waste any more time. Let's dig right in. I am JB. And I am the one and only N.O. How you doing today, JB? Doing well. How are you, N.O.? I'm doing good. Uh, actually, sitting here thinking about it being the summer months, and we know NBA free agency ramps up around this time period. And Yes, it does. This one's, this one's been crazy, just like any other recent NBA free agency and we need to go ahead and, and chat about that a little bit. Some of the moves being made. And uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get after it. I'll let you kick it off. Yeah, let me jump it off by talking about the Philadelphia 76ers, JB. You know, mm-hmm. think about what they're trying to do in free agency. The fact that you still have James Harden and Joel Embiid. What is signing P.J. Tucker going to do for team toughness? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. In reality, I don't see how this move makes them better. We're talking three years, three, 32 point, $33.2 million. I guess that's falling on a budget a little bit, but the yeah. culture doesn't start with a corner three-point shooter. No. And that's not a diss to P.J. Start the culture elsewhere, and then you add a guy like that. Honestly... I thought he should have stayed in Miami, but it is what it is. Bradley Beal stayed in Washington, and let's be honest, he'll get paid a lot, but um, in the wins department, well, that's a story for another day. It is. Lou Dort re-signed with OKC after he had his top season every year, 17 points, 23 years old. I mean, he's already improved a ton, especially in the scoring department. Back to the Sixers. They also got Daniel House, another 3 and D guy. Um, I actually like Daniel House, so I feel like he'll help them a bit, but my feelings remain the same about Harden and Embiid. Now moving on to the Western Conference a little bit, JB. Damian Lee left Golden State inside with Phoenix, probably looking for you know, an expanded role. He kind of fell out of the sure. rotation during the playoffs after being, quite honestly, he was very integral during the season and their rise back to greatness. Yep. Also, GP2, Gary Payton is second, left for Portland. And I view that as a, you know, that's a pretty big, however, yeah. replaceable loss. It's big, kind of a low-key big, yeah, low big loss for, for real. No doubt. No doubt. It is. And, you know, they'll find somebody to fit that mold of that, you know, perimeter defender off the bench, that energy guy. I mean, you also Otto Porter. He left Golden mm-hmm. State too. He went to Toronto. That's a he was a very good rebounder off the bench. And Juan Toscano Anderson, another one of those guys who kind of fell out of the rotation in the playoffs. I think they're uh, going to the Lakers. Counting on those counting on those young guys to ah, step it up, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. They lost those four reserves, but the youth movement remains, and we will see that moving forward. The Lakers, they lost Malik Malik Monk, but picked up Lonnie Walker the fourth from San Antonio. So, you know, kind of made up for that loss. The Mavs actually got a rim protector, so to speak, in JaVale McGee, and that's kind of understanding. And it's underrated for them as well, you know, especially with Christoph Porzingis, you know, he's gone now playing for Washington, and 
They don't got Boban anymore yep. via the trade. That also, you know, that trade brought him Christian Wood, who's actually an underrated, lengthy, mm -hmm. skilled perimeter guy. Couple low key moves um, there. Definitely, definitely real low key for Dallas. Um, John Wall signed with the Clippers, and if healthy with PG and Kawhi, honestly, they could be the biggest threat to go and stay repeating next season, in mm, my opinion. That's you know, uh, yeah, man, you are uh, read on my track of mind <laughs> track there. Yeah, no doubt, man. That that team getting back healthy, you know, with the other uh, pieces that they have, you know, definitely have an opportunity to, to ball out in the Western Conference next year. There are a lot of ballers still on the market as well, JB. You got DeAndre Ayton, you got Miles Bridges, who honestly nobody probably wants him right now, given the domestic violence charges. Mm. You got Montrezl Harrell, you know, so you got solid scoring big man Frank Kaminsky, Kavon Looney, another Golden State Warrior. I mean, I would think they would resign him. I think they who? did. I think they just okay. resigned Looney. Yep. Good, good. Okay. You got Patty Mills and Ben McLemore, two Ooh. scoring guards that I've always liked. Both of those guys. I've always liked both of those guys. Um, Colin Sexton, you know, and, and last but not least, two former Boilermakers, Etwan Moore and Carson Edwards, whose option was declined by Detroit. So, mm. you know, what? Uh, mm. Carson Edwards, Jaden Ivey deal that I wanted to see. That's already gone by the wayside. But listen, it was a nice stream to have for a few days. Oh, well, hey, you know what? Um, I mean, that me that just means the Pacers could get him, right? Well, sir, there you go. Let's do it. <laughs> it uh, yeah, confirmed. Looney <laughs> did sign a one-year uh, deal re-upping with the, the Warriors. Oh, nice, so. nice. Good, good. I'm glad they I'm glad they jumped back on him because you need you need that guy. Yeah, big-time player for them. So, yeah. Um, I'll go uh, sp spread the wealth here a little bit, kind of jumping around. Um, first, just touch on, you mentioned some of these, um, some of the big re-signings. So Chicago Bulls re-signed Zach Levine for five yeah, years, sure max 215, you know, and yeah. that you got a question similar with Bradley Beal. Yeah, they're good individual players, but are you handicapping the rest of your roster, right? Of course you are. You know, no doubt. Uh, Zion signed a five-year max rookie extension, which of course, with his health, that's a bit of a gamble. Um, the Cavaliers, bit, bit of a gamble. Yeah, Cavs signed the Garland. Gamble. Yep. yep. And I think that was a great, great re-up. Um, Denver, of course, re-signing Jokic to a max deal. They also signed Bruce Brown, which could be a bit of an under-the-radar signing for them. Uh, Memphis re-upped Ja Morant for five. The Bucks re-signed Bobby Portis for four years. And uh, Minnesota re-signed Cat for four. And the Suns re-signed Booker for four. So there some of go. the bigger names that were out there that re-signed. A um, couple of moves that jumped out to me besides the ones that you already mentioned. How about Dante DiVincenzo to the Warriors? I think mm. his style of play um, really fits offensively for, you know, kind of off the ball movement and just being able to light it up from outside. Watch out for him to have a pretty solid year off the bench for them. Um, Absolutely. Of course, Jalen Brunson going to the Knicks is seems like a big deal, you know, with the especially the way he played with the Mavs down the stretch. But you got to think, too, he's going from being like the third you know kind of the backup but then kind of stepping into a role when needed to now really being the primary ball handler um so we'll see how he kind of handles that um your boy brogdon to the celtics for like five players 
was it? Yep. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy, enjoy him. Yeah, yep. I'm not sure. You know, I mean, the Celtics obviously they were looking to upgrade or get more depth at the point guard. I don't know. We'll see yep. how that works out yep. for him. Have fun with that one. <laughs> um, yep. Now I mentioned this one. I'm not sure your thoughts. I think that Deontay, Deontay the the Murray. I can't ever get his first name right. The Murray to the Hawks trade was actually a big pickup for them. Of course, I'm a big Kevin Herter fan, but when you look at all-around game, Murray's just, um, you know, more – he's a more willing and able passer defensively. I think he's an upgrade. Um, yeah, the and really, is, is Trey Young willing as a passer? That's a good call. <laughs> that's a good call. Yeah. Because a lot of his assists are, you know, either yeah, he's, he's forced to give up the ball because he's double yeah. or tripled or they're, you know – kind of the Trey, uh, stat. Trey's a very ball-dominant player. Yes, very ball dominant. patting the stats. So we'll see how that works out. I do think it's uh, a, a good move for him. Um, and one that really I think could be big, even though he's coming off an injury, is uh, Mr. Joe Ingles to the Bucks um, to give them a little more depth and uh, off the wing. Um, maybe can spare Middleton. Um, you know, he's going to be coming off an injury, so, you know, could be a under the radar pickup for them, of course. Yeah, Joe Ingles uh, can hit; he can hit an open three. But yeah. if he, I'd, I'd probably put a little bit more stock into that one if he was a better defender. You know, coming off that injury, being able to move on defense, you got to got to have him legs. So we'll see how that works out. That's true, of course. Um, you know, before we go, got to mention the the Nets with uh, Kyrie opting in and now potentially getting traded. Who knows? And yeah. of course, KD um, requesting a trade. Um, We'll see what happens. It's a long summer. Um, Speaking of the Nets, I think T.J. Warren from the Pacers actually signed with the Nets as well. He did, and uh, that dude can put the ball in the bucket too. He can, but have fun with that one. Yep. (laughs) So a lot going on, a lot still to happen. We'll probably do another update uh, later in the summer. But, um, yeah, pretty exciting times. I'm uh, interested to see how the Clippers are going to look like you mentioned. Definitely. You know it's going to come down to health for them. Oh, you got Terrence Mann, who mm. one of my favorite players yeah. on the Clippers. And, hey, you know, that's your fourth or fifth best player. So we'll see how that goes uh, with those guys. JB. Yes, sir. What we got next? We're going to be right back after we pay some bills real quick. All right. All right. We are bringing back a little bit of city trivia for Let's your listening it. enjoyment this week. This is where we go back and forth, uh, giving some some uh, insight about a sports city the other person has uh, got to try to guess so we hopefully hopefully you play along with us and uh, have some fun you want to kick it off you know i'm gonna let you jump this one okay. off i'm gonna kick it off all right so this sports city uh their nfl team just recently got a new quarterback okay. from cleveland he real <laughs> he real good <laughs> you're you're talking about Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, yes, sir. Charlotte and the Carolina <laughs> Oh man, well, good luck with that. You know, it's interesting because you know both of their QBs. Uh, we talk about Sam Darnold and obviously Baker Mayfield. They were oft hyped QBs mm-hmm. at a very youthful age, and really neither of them has done a whole lot in the NFL. I remember last offseason. 
my Indianapolis Colts were kind of in the sweepstakes for Sam Darnold. Oh, that's honestly, right. They probably should have got him. Um, he's a mobile QB. I I don't see how this is gonna work either way either. for them. But you never know. They seem very like like the same guy to me. But oh yeah, well, we'll I, see. I agree with you. All right, JB. This city has an NHL team, and they used to have an MLB team from 1969 to 2004. It's an international city, by the way. They also oh. have a CFL team whose mascot is a type of bird. Their NHL team won six titles in the 1970s. Wow. You said which sport they used to have a team? They used to have a Major League Baseball major team League Baseball. up until oh, 2004. Oh, so it's Montreal. Wow. Montreal, wow. Quebec. Yes, sir. The Expos. Yes, what sir. a great team that was. If, like every great player in the 90s it played with the Expos at some point. It does, it does <laughs> seem like it. It does. Oh, okay. It does. Nice. Vlad Guerrero. Oh, Vladdy. Pedro Martinez. Well, Moises Alou. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Marquise Grissom. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 All right, this, this oh, uh, speaking of naming players, so I'm going to give you some famous athletes that were born in this city. All right, let's uh, we got Mel Ott, Will Clark, Clyde Drexler, Marshall Falk, Reggie Wayne, Pistol Pete Maravich, and Archie Manning. All born Reg in this city. Reggie Wayne's from Miami, right? Not according to my research. <laughs> okay. Let me see. Archie Marshall Manning. Falk. Marshall Falk, if I'm not is Marshall Falk from San Diego? Nope. Okay, so let's keep Oh, going. he's from New Orleans. There tripping. you he's go. He's from New Orleans. Reggie Wayne go. is from New Orleans. Archie Manning's from man, what am I doing? There you go. Y'all can y'all can scold me when y'all hear this <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're no, Art, no yeah. he's perfect, bro. I'm tripping. New Orleans, Louisiana, great city. There you go. This, the college in this town has never won an NCAA championship, but they've had 18 individual titles in track and wrestling. Hmm. Dell Curry played college basketball here, and the former lefty quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, who was a cheat code on Madden 04, oh, gosh. Yeah, played he here. That's okay. Uh... Oh my gosh, Virginia Tech Black, Black. Why can't I say the name? Get the name of the city. Blacksburg. Blacksburg. Dang it! You got it. You got it. We'll give it to you. Uh, yeah, Michael Vick, man. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, this sports city has all four major pro sports teams. However, out of all four of those teams, they only have one title. And it was oh. from the baseball team in its fourth year of existence. However, the WNBA team from this town has three championships. Mm. The Mercury. We are talking about Phoenix, Arizona. Yep. Yes, sir. Let's go. Nice. Nicely done. Appreciate it, JB. All right. I got one more. All right. The college in this town changed their name from the Crusaders to the Beacons about a year ago. Huh. Robbie Hummel is famously from this town, former Purdue, Purdue mm. basketball star. Bryce Drew famously hit a buzzer beater three in the NCAA tournament while playing for his dad here. And Bryce's brother is the Baylor coach, by the way, for those of y'all who live under a rock. 
what's the name of this town? Wow, that's a good. Um... The town. The town is also the name of the college. Really? So why am I thinking? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. The it's wrong in team. Indiana. It's in Indiana. Yeah, Valparaiso. Hey, nicely done, Jay. I was thinking Valpo, VCU Indiana. for a second. Yeah, Valparaiso. No, Valparaiso, Indiana. Yes, sir. Nice. Okay, I got one more. Um, it's a bit off the beaten path, maybe, and see if you can get it. So, this sports city, um, its most famous team is actually the Bananas. They play, quote unquote, <laughs> professional baseball in the Coastal Plain League. Um, definitely check this out if you guys haven't look up the bananas they uh, it's all about fun we'll just say that it's kind of like entertainment and then baseball but uh huh any ideas Savannah Georgia hey good job wasn't sure if you knew <laughs> that one Savannah you know uh, I spent some time in Savannah and they oh. had a baseball team called the Sand Nats we need we need to look that up to see if they still got the Savannah Sand Nets. Okay. Legit, the Savannah Sand Nets, man. I'll I'll check it it's out. It's not in a quite bit. not quite as good as the uh, what was it the Muffins or something? What was that team? The, the, the muff. I can't remember. The what bagels. Like bag, something like that. <laughs> the biscuits. The Montgomery the biscuits. biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Right, the Savannah Sand Nets were around until 2015. Oh, yeah. they're no longer there? I guess the bananas no took there. over or something. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. What do you got this week for your personal segment, you know? JB, I'll jump it off. You know, six states, JB, recognize girls' high school flag football as being, you know, an opportunity for young ladies hmm. uh, to play at the high school level. You have Georgia, yeah. Florida, Nevada, Alabama, New York, and Alaska, with Pennsylvania also on the cusp of joining as well. JB, this 707 unique game is the most participated girls' high school sport in Anchorage, Alaska. Wow. Well, I live in Fairbanks, JB, and I'm a girls' flag football coach for those of you that don't know, but we got started a little late. However, we're not too far behind Anchorage in terms of schematics, you know style of play, speed of play, understanding of the game. I coach at West Valley High School, and last season, we actually got our first win against an Anchorage school. Um, won our interior championship in Fairbanks and actually have a much tougher schedule this year mm. playing three of the top dogs down there, JB, along with our local rival schools. The wow. one issue that is holding flag football back as a state is a third school district joining in because then we will be permitted to have a state tournament. Ah. So right now we don't have the state tournament, obviously, and as the sport continues to grow, we do hope to be able to contend for an actual state title, and hopefully it occurs sooner than later. I've been blessed in my years of coaching. Coached last year, then you know had some years in between when I first coached, and. I've been blessed, JB, to have some extremely coachable athletes since, you know, my time there. Minimal egos, very coachable, the desire to learn the game of football, and it's made coaching flag football extremely fulfilling. So That's hopefully awesome. that continues and able to have some 
incredible opportunities and hopefully i'm telling y'all about a state title here coming up in the near future yeah that's awesome shout out to those those kiddos and uh hopefully it does grow maybe uh maybe yeah. we can get a little pub for it going how many uh maybe, you got maybe a bunch we can of get a, maybe we can get a maybe we can get a trip down to uh georgia to get a oh, georgia alaska game going here on here we go i'm pretty sure yeah. the school my kids are going to has a team because they are uh, using the gym because it's so hot hey. outside um, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> to do some practice, how, you, how many returning players you got this year? I do, man. I have a, a heavy returning oh, that's uh, good. portion of my roster. My QB was only a sophomore last year. Wow. Uh, about four of my top five players are returning, and, and many of the top uh, ten are returning. I think eight of ten are returning. So That's huge. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, um, so we did a little NBA free agency, and uh, obviously that's a big deal, but there is another big free agency currently going on in the summertime and that would be uh the soccer transfers throughout the world so i'm gonna give a little uh run down there um mainly with the premier league and and typically that's where you see most of the big moves anyway uh so i'll touch on the big teams and big players there and i'll give a little bit of uh kind of a sprinkling of some of the other teams and some mls teams so of course gonna start with my team chelsea and they haven't really done much um i believe they just finalize the signing of Raheem Sterling for Manchester City um, starting winger for England dude's like a speedster always liked his game so excited to see him but unfortunately Chelsea has lost uh, quite a few players Lukaku's on loan to Inter Milan in Italy um, Rudiger left for Real Madrid and Christensen to Barcelona so defensively gonna need to fill some holes there um, Arsenal signed Matt Turner, the USA goalie. Um, okay. Let's hopefully he gets some playing time because he's not necessarily slated to be the starter there. So not sure how that's going to work out for the World Cup for him. Um, they signed Marquinhos as well, uh, Vieiro from, from Porto, and also Gabriel Jesus from Manchester City. That's a pretty big signing up front for them. Okay. Uh, they did lose Lacazette to Lyon in France. Um, Aston Villas got Coutinho, uh, the Brazilian, from Barcelona. Um, he's an excellent player. How about Leeds United signing two Americans? Not only hey. Aronson, um, but Tyler Adams for $20 oh, million. Let's go. Yeah, from Leipzig. So a couple of guys, and I, I would foresee them getting some good playing time. That's going to really help them uh, playing yes, in that competition. Man City, of course, always making moves. They have, like, endless pockets uh signed holland from dortmund um the guy's just a monster they also signed calvin phillips from leeds united they did lose as mentioned uh gabriel jesus and also lost fernandinho but he's getting up there in age so they're probably going to sign some more dudes um liverpool yeah they haven't really done a whole lot um to keep up but they're kind of going with the youth movement they lost sadio mane to Bayern Munich, which he's been a stalwart for them. Excellent player. So that could be a key loss for them. Man United has lost, like, their whole team. <laughs> Pogba's gone. Lingard, Cavani, Mata. Yeah, just on and on. So they're probably going to have a complete overhaul. Um, doesn't hurt my feelings at all. Uh, last <laughs> team in the Premier League I'll touch on is Tottenham. Uh, signed Richarlison from Everton, Brazilian winger, um, for, like, 60 mil. Uh, he's got so much talent, but, you know, we'll see if he can put it together. They also got Perisic for free from Inter Milan. Great. Uh, I believe he's Croatian. 
Um, solid player and uh, Basuma from Brighton. Um, so some pretty big deals, and obviously there's plenty more time. I believe transfer window is open until the end of August, if I'm not mistaken. So plenty of time for them. Uh, MLS, couple of moves. So LAFC got Christian Bale and Thibaut Courtois for free on the same day. Uh, JB, Cor- how, how did they? How did they? I don't know. Off? I mean, Courtois just came off winning the Champions League with Real Madrid. Um, so I'm not sure why they didn't re-sign him. Maybe, you know, maybe he wanted to come to America. That could be what it's all about. They also got Giorgio Chiellini, who's like 57 years old, still playing for Italy. Um, but that's some pretty big big names going there. Um, the LA Galaxy got Douglas Costa. He's a, a pretty big uh, Brazilian player. Toronto FC signed Insigne from Italy. And uh, Houston Dynamo got Hex... Hector Herrera from Mexico. Um, So some pretty big moves so far in the MLS. And just to touch uh, across the world a little bit, Atletico Madrid picked up Axel Witzel from uh, the uh, Belgian. Um, Borussia Dortmund has got Nicolas Soule, got him from Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich, as mentioned, did pick up um, Sadio Mane. Barcelona, they got Adama Traore from the Premier League. That's a dude that looks like he plays fullback and runs like a 4-3, uh, um, along with Aubameyang and, as mentioned, Christensen. And then lastly, Juventus picked up Angel, Angel Di Maria, who uh, feels like he's doesn't age either. So some big names still out there. Like um, nobody really knows what Cristiano Ronaldo is going to do. Is he going to go to the MLS? Is he going to go to Chelsea? But he's another Man United player that's going to probably – probably move so we'll see um you know i'm certainly excited to see what happens so just thought i'd uh, share a little bit that with you guys so like jb let me ask you something how Mm. many of these names that you've said are we gonna see in november Mm. and december quite a lot to be honest with you um you know most of those guys if not all play for player start for you know their national teams so that's right yep just about all of them looking forward to a jb and extremely knowledgeable on the international soccer segment of the show i must add all right well hey i love to do it so uh let's um let's bring back another fun segment we got uh a little uh that team was stacked how about that yeah jb you kick this one off okay so that team was stacked. We typically will discuss, um, well, I guess it doesn't have to be a college team. It could be pro teams as well. Um, yeah. With, you know, just a countless number of players who were just amazing stalwart players um, that either went on to play in the pros or have great careers. And, uh, you know, it's either one that we may have forgotten about or... Um, one that maybe not as well known, but uh, the one I'm going to is a college basketball team from 1997-98. Okay. The North Carolina Tar Heels. I remember that squad. Mm, they finished 34 and four, made it to the Final Four, and you know it's a shame that uh, Dean Smith actually, I believe, retired the year heading into this year. Mm. Um, so. You, you got to think they'd probably had a good chance to win it, but um, 
Does that mean Bill Guthridge was their coach? It's right. That's right. Like, I was like, who is this guy? So, <laughs> just to touch on some of the guys that they had, like this, these guys, Vince Carter, okay, mm-hmm. Antoine Jamerson, Brendan Haywood, Shaman Williams. Could have stopped right there. Yeah, and Maktar Njai. So, wow. obviously, Vince Carter was well-known worldwide. Uh, Vince Sanity, elbow in the rim dunk in the slam dunk yeah. contest, but he averaged 23 and a half a game for his first 12 years in, in the league. Yes. Um, made all the NBA team a couple of times, and he probably got discounted a bit because he played in Toronto um, and didn't uh, get the publicity as much. Um, Anton Jameson, people forget this dude, he wasn't necessarily a highlight real player, but you know, he's only one of 40 players in NBA history that has 20,000 points. Antoine Jameson? Antoine Jameson, yes. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Goodness gracious, man. Durable, man. He was the first pick in the draft, too, right? He was. He won the Naismith. He averaged 22 and 10 and a half in that season in college and uh, got gracious. the player of the year. Brendan Hayward, um, he was a freshman that year with Ed Coda and Sherman Williams on the perimeter. Yeah, that's, Ed that's Coda. The, I, Honestly, Ed Cole is the name that, to me, you were kind of forgetting a little bit. I was going to throw mm-hmm. that one in there if you didn't because he was a <laughs> Solid but, point guard, man. Yeah, man, guard. but what a team that was. And uh, I'm going to just see if you remember because I don't. Uh, who won the title that year? I mean, who the heck beat that team? Oh, I remember that team. Let me tell you who beat them in that Final Four, man. It was a huge upset win by the Utah. Oops. Wow, that was Keith Van Horn? That was, that was Keith Van Horn, Andre... Miller, Andre Miller, uh, wow. Michael Michael Doliak. Yep. Man, Utah had a squad, and then I remember Utah that. ran up. Utah ran up against the Kentucky Wildcats, who mm. had just made a crazy comeback to get to the Final Four, beating the Duke Blue Devils. Yeah, you could have left that part off about Kentucky, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I could have. Man. Purdue Purdue was stupid good that year too, but got upset in the Sweet 16 by Stanford. Mm. Yeah. But, That's uh, good nice, stuff, man. Good nice team. Nicely said, JB. Speaking yeah. of the Purdue Boilermakers. Who you got? Uh-oh. <laughs> That's who I'm going to be talking about for my TTWS. That team was stacked. Talking about the 2009-2010 Purdue Boilermakers basketball squad. It featured one of the top players nationally at three different positions. Guard, forward, and center, JB. All on the same team. I'm talking wow. about the big three. Etuan Moore, Robbie Hummel, and Jawan Johnson. Who two years Remember earlier. That squad, yeah. No doubt. Two years earlier, they had their coming out parties, the Baby Boilers, and were well beyond their years. This junior season for them was primed to be something special as they already had two top 10 wins under their belt in January as they started 14-0. One of these top 10 wins, JB, came against the Tennessee Vols in the early season tourney. And there's a famous video called Chris Kramer Swimming on YouTube that essentially demonstrates the nature and attitude of this team. Through the lens of Chris Kramer, who was the guy who was kind of the heart and soul of the team. Like, he was basically the second coming of Brian Cardinal in terms mm-hmm. of effort and hustle. He was the type of dude who would do anything to win. He's, I mean, he's bringing his hard hat and lunch pail and staying all day. The team also had Keaton Grant, who was a vet point guard, smart player, good defender. Lewis Jackson was a speedy young guard, brought a different gear to the squad, and 
DJ Bird and Ryan Smith were young shooters. John Hart was like a little microwave off the bench. He had a famous game that season, JB, where he didn't play for a bunch of games and then came off the bench at Illinois in front of that orange crush and dropped 20 out of nowhere. Hmm. Kelsey Barlow was also a big guard, very versatile defender who was an explosive athlete. But JB, this team had it all. And going into a February game at Minnesota, they were 24-3 and and were number three in the nation. Unfortunately, a famous injury happened that night, which derailed the entire season. Yeah. The fellas, they went on, made it to the Sweet 16, but the loss of Robbie Hummel, look, he was the all-around best player on that team. No question about it. 16.7 rebounds, 51% shooter, near 40% from downtown, and he was a matchup nightmare at 6'8". Could create his own shot. JB, the championship hopes were gone on that night. But this team will always go down as one of the co- best college basketball teams to not get the job done. Mm. You know, they that team was incredible, and w- when they were twenty-four and three, those three losses that they had were all extremely close losses in the Big Ten. In the Big Ten that year, which Purdue ended up pretty sure winning um, a three-way tie with Ohio State and Michigan State. It was it was a top-heavy, very strong Big Ten. So. Uh, it always dreamed, just like mm. this past season with the Boilermakers, another what if season. But it is what it is. I Still remember, some great uh, memories. Yeah, I remember. I wasn't obviously a Purdue fan growing up, but um, I remember that injury happening, and I, I definitely, I had empathy because it reminded me of the Kenyon Martin injury, and yeah. uh, that yeah. team was destined for, right. destined for greatness, you know. And really, yeah. Robbie Hunt was never the same. Um, never the same. He wasn't. Nope. He's a good he's a good broadcaster now, though. Very good commentator now, no doubt about it. Robbie Hummel, one of my favorite boilers of all time. There you go. All right, what we uh, what we got next? Uh, we're gonna be sad for a while, JB. Let's let's get let's get happy now. <laughs> <laughs> let's get let's get the fun back. JB, we got sports factor fiction. Hey, sports factor fiction. You know, we we speak facts and we tell some fibs in there too. Talking about different sports scenarios, bit. athletes and whatnot, and we have to decide whether what you know, the other person is saying is fact or fiction. JB, I'll jump it off. Okay. When the Denver Nuggets first came into the NBA, their name was the Denver Larks. Uh, fact? Yes, JB. That is a fact. What? They were they were shortly the Denver Larks. A short That's amount weird. of time, then they switched over to the Nuggets. Yes, That's sir. weird. Well, here, <laughs> I know you're sad. Let me try to cheer you up. So, cheer me up, JB. There are only 10 quarterbacks in NFL history that have thrown half as many touchdowns as Peyton Manning did. Is that a fact? It's a fact. Hey, I'm in a better mood now. Back, you brought <laughs> me back. That one brought me back, JB. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, you are. <laughs> JB. The first football helmets were made of suede. Uh, fiction. That's definitely fiction. They were actually made of. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Didn't hit me till now. They were actually made of moleskin. What? Really? Yes. Oh, I thought they were leather. Huh? They 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 didn't last. They didn't last that long. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) That's weird. All right. So, Bill Buckner. Everybody knows him as the guy that let the ground ball roll between his legs. You remember that guy in the World yes. Series? 
Bill Buckner. So everybody remembers that play. Did you know Bill Buckner had more career hit, hits than Ted Williams did? I, I, that has to be fiction. Nope. It's a fact. Wow. Crazy how one play can just pigeonhole. You know, this dude was a <laughs> excellent hitter. If reputation, there's reputation precedes yep, him now. Yep. <laughs> All right, JB. My last three are monetary type Uh-oh. of questions. Okay. okay. In terms of annual earnings, Cristiano Ronaldo makes more money than Lionel Messi. That's fact. JB, it's actually fiction. Really? Are we yeah. just talking their contract or are you counting endorsements too? Uh, just, just endorsements annually. Uh, okay. Lionel, Messi, Lionel Messi makes $130 million <sighs> annually. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's good stuff. Um, Roger Maris, during his famous 61 home run year, was intentionally walked 133 times. Oh, my God. I got to say fact. It's fiction. He was wow. actually intentionally walked zero times because Mickey, <laughs> Mickey Mantle batted behind him. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Would, yeah, goodness. Yeah, that that one too. You when those guys were coming to the plate, yeah, the, the pitchers, the pitchers were they were crying. Mm-hmm. They were crying. All right, JB, we got you got me on that one. <laughs> the minimum NFL salary is six hundred sixty thousand per mm. year. Fiction? JB, that's a fact. Dang it! Dang minimal it. NFL was salary. A little higher. Yeah. That's a nice minimum, I'll tell you. It is. Um, all right. Former Major League pitcher Oil Can Boyd was given his nickname because he used to use motor oil on the ball when he was pitching. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, my God. I hope that's fiction, man. Please, let's say <laughs> it's, fiction. It's fiction. Oh I, really <laughs> I really don't know how he got the name, but it's an awesome name. Oh, man. Oh, that's crazy, Jesse. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Made me think of the dude from Major League. Put some bard all, you know, put some. Uh huh. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. The minimum NBA salary for a player with no experience is right around $1 million. Um, That's like it's when they actually say, I'll say, uh, fact. That is a fact. Wow. So, you know, obviously I laid that one out there to see. Minimum in the NFL to NBA. Mm-hmm. NBA players, they make about 33% more than NFL players. They do. The I mean, it kind of makes level. sense. You know, there's more games. There's less players, right? You know, mm-hmm. significantly less players. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Um, Tiger Woods, uh, during his prime, his peak, made 142 straight cuts which is 37 more than the second place all-time Jack Nicholas. I'm, I'm guessing that's a fact. Yeah, it's a fact. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, Tiger Woods, that dude. Excellence. Yeah. And I got one Good more. Greatness. I got one okay, more for you. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. The highest ever score, sticking with golf, on a par-4 hole in the PGA history is 13 by Kevin Na in 2011. I'm 
I'm going to say fiction. You got it right. It's fiction. It's actually 16. What? It's like, dude, I oh. don't think I've ever shot a God. 16. <laughs> what the heck? Good. Man, that's insane, man. On a par four? Yeah. Wow. That was a pro golfer yeah. shoot a 16. Crazy. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I was thinking it was under 13. <laughs> 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 I figured as much, but yeah, that's oh crazy. Oh my gosh, man! That's we'll give you the tiebreaker there on that one. You got you Appreciate that, JB. Yep. So, nicely, uh, nicely done. Yes, sir. Time. It's not time of week. Time for a little bit of no nos. No nos. I've been waiting for it, JB. What we got today? All right. So no nos. We're gonna ask a personal question of Inno, and <laughs> then I'm going to tee up a. Uh, situation for no to elaborate on and kind of give us his opinion on and then lastly the always fun name the player i think i got a good one this week that may stretch you a little bit maybe not because i've thought that a couple times and then you get it right off the bat so we'll see let's do it so the personal question no and uh this is a bit personal um so i got an email and apparently there are some ladies out there that want to know if Inno is a free agent, or if he is currently under contract. <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, Inno is definitely under contract right oh, now. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll we'll say that Inno is under contract <laughs> to one very specific team, and <laughs> he is. You know, it's a long term deal. Oh, okay. It's a long-term okay. Contract. Okay, good stuff, good stuff, good to hear. Okay, all right, we're going to tee this up here. Let me get a minute on the clock so I can, because you're going to, uh, well, we'll see how quickly you jump on this. So I believe you you put me in a similar position here. Okay. Inno has been hired on as the GM of the L.A. Lakers. Oh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what moves, what would be the first moves and decisions that uh, Inno would make and why? A minute on the clock. And go. Okay, the first thing I'm going to do if I'm hired on as the GM of the L.A. Lakers is going to let LeBron know that he's not allowed to come in my office ever. <laughs> I'm going to let him know that he needs to stand outside, and I'm going to be making these decisions. And obviously, I'm going to be building this team around LeBron James, but more so around Anthony Davis because of his mm, okay. age. Um, I'm going to go out. I'm going to get uh, a big man who's a perimeter-oriented shooter, like a, a Frank Kaminsky who's still mm. on the market. That's the type of big man I'm going to get. Um, I'm going to have a long, more defensive wings. This is 2022. Three and D wings are yep. where it's at. Um, and I'm going to get one of those guys. You know, you got JTA in the real life free agent market, but man, I'm probably not getting that type of player. I'm getting more of a Daniel House or Ben McLemore type of player, two other names that we talked about today. Yep. And I'm going to get a point guard who mm-hmm. is a true, any true point guard. A true point guard, a non-scoring point guard, because we have a lot of scoring outside of it. Sure. So I guess one name you didn't touch there was Russell Westbrook. Would you attempt to move him, or do you think you'd maybe sit him down and have a combo with him too? JB, all I got to say about Russ is I love Russ individually, but um, for those of y'all that have listened to our previous shows, um, it doesn't work. Right. <laughs> too many. It, it doesn't work. Too many balls. Not only yeah, one that, ball. 
JB, that one kind of went without saying that he's already out of the door immediately. He's mm. gone. There you go. Well, awesome. Russ is gone. Good insight. And uh, who knows, one of these days, maybe you'll get an opportunity to uh, to be in the front office. You never know. That would, that would be excellent. And that was a incredible question that piqued my interest immediately. Appreciate that. I figured. All right. So let's finish it off strong here with the former NBA player. Born on March 4th, 1966. This guy stood in at 6'1", 190 pounds. Okay, what sport again? NBA. He was drafted in 1987. Let's give you some career stats. For his career, he averaged 17.9 points and 9.1 assists. He was a three-time All-Star, but four-time All-NBA player. Kind of weird, right? And uh, also a third-team nba Uh 1989, he was the NBA's most improved player. He was a point guard, drafted seventh overall in 1987. Went to college at California, where he was first-team All-Pac-10 in 86 and 87. And had AJ. his number... Huh? AJ. There you go. Ding, ding, Gotta ding. Gotta be. Gotta be, man. When I think of KJ, the first thing I think of is the famous dunk he had on mm-hmm. the Kemalajuan. Yep. You ever seen that dunk? Yeah, man. Oh, my God, man. Crazy. KJ, KJ went baseline at 6'1", and it was like he climbed up yep. Keem's body and dunked on him, man. KJ was an extremely underrated player. Yes, he's he was. A, he's a politician right now in yes. California, right? Yes, he is. He was actually the first African-American to serve as mayor of Sacramento. Um he served from 2008 to 2016, um, and I know he's a he's he's in politics somewhere doing something at this point. I'm not sure where, but yeah, pretty crazy. What what uh, possess, what possesses a six one dude to think he can dunk on a seven? I don't know. Like, but seriously, that's when I realized, like, wow, that's when I really was like piqued my interest about his game when I remember yeah. that happening like man yeah, the cur- the courage of him to even try to climb Mount Hakeem yeah that's well, Hakeem Olajuwon did... in the playoffs in the NBA mm-hmm. playoffs too John Starks had one of them dunks like that back in the day you remember left-handed on somebody he did was that, that was that against the point, Bulls yeah. or something but it wasn't uh, Hakeem I think though. so yeah it wasn't Hakeem wasn't Hakeem but <laughs> still very very admirable but yeah and John Starks was like 6'3", 6'4", if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so was 6'1". he? Okay. Yeah. yeah John Starks the things about six Little guy. So. Hey, KJ, man, that, that NBA Jam days with KJ and uh, Dan Marley, that was, a, that was the squad right oh, there. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You hitting threes all day with that squad. Thunder Dan. Yes, sir. All right. John well, Stark, John, I got John Starks is actually 6'5". I didn't what? even realize he was that tall, is he? John Starks. Wow. I know. He played. He played. He played. You know what? I can't even say he played smaller because John Starks was a tenacious defender. I, yeah. He didn't play smaller. So yeah. Just didn't realize that. Wow. Well, that's sir, good yes, stuff, sir. man. Another uh, fun week in the books. And uh, again, we are always glad to do it. We enjoy it. We are blessed, and uh, we're blessed by you guys continuing to provide us feedback and comments. Uh, we thank you. Um, don't forget to uh, hit us up. Email us at no.jb.sportspedigree at gmail.com. Uh, check us out on Instagram and, and TikTok at no and JB Sports Pedigree. It's all spelled out. Um, look for us on YouTube. Yeah, follow, like, subscribe, all that stuff. We appreciate it. 
We do. We love it. We'll see you guys later. Take care. Let's go. Sports pedigree on deck. Who's batting? In no NJB is what's happening. Coverage of the NBA, present and past. You probably want to listen to facts. We never mask a last. We don't hold back. Articulating them sneaky, important stats and trivia. Shows that the subject matter is well-rounded like a ball is. I see the referee. I'm wondering what the call is. Communicate the pick. I'm going top side. Illuminate that list. Giving you my top five. Acknowledging who's great. Now your list may have a couple different names, but really there's no debate. Wait, the passion gotta be smooth. On the lookout for sports dichotomy tools. Getting views sounds nice, but the vision is deep. Cause in knowing JB will never put you to sleep. Originality is the key. We pick locks with open up, no nose. It's been concocted. The segments are personal too. Cause a sports podcast without opinion, surely no value. <laughs> we gotta be great. Requesting no favors. World Cup, you wait for tennis majors, NFL trades, and baseball pastime. Consistent on the mic, we don't get no have time.